folks. I'm Craig Lipinski. I'm Seth Gastelum. And I'm also Seth Gastelum. And this is episode 118. (laughs) (laughs) Two Seths, what am I going to do? It's like a sitcom. Two Seths, two Seths. Um, this is yeah, you can't two. copy my dinosaur laugh. No, Stop I that. can't. I tried. Stop <laughs> that other Seth. <laughs> Sorry, I am Chris go- Dunn. Okay. <laughs> Can we get this show on the road? This is episode 118 of the TV List video game podcast, available at tvlist.net. I just uploaded a video, a little, little brief review on the CirclePad Pro XL, and... Um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get the same kind of comments on it that I do when I did the first when I did review for the first one because they're basically the same thing, you know. And there's, there's always people like, "What's the point of this?" I don't, I don't know, man. Like, what's the point of buying DLC for Skyrim? Like, if you like Skyrim, buy the deal, buy something that adds to this something that you already, you know, that, <laughs> you know, you already enjoy it. It adds to the enjoyment. Like, if you play Resident Evil Revelations or Monster Hunter Three, Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Pay the 20 bucks, which is not exactly a hefty asking fee, and you will probably enjoy the games more. Like, that that's all it is. If you don't play those games, then you're not going to get anything out of it, and that's it. Don't strain your brain over it, man. So, <laughs> like, someone, someone asked that. He's like, I don't get the... What's the point of this? And I'm like, oh, man, if only someone made a video about it, we'd know. <laughs> and then he started, like, pinging me on 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 Twitter. Like, he's, he's like, oh, God, this cat's howling already. Um... He starts pinging me on Twitter. He's like, it's a legitimate question. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I'm not going to skirt around this. It's not a legitimate question. You're asking me to think for you, man. Like, if you play those games, it's cool. And I told him, I, I, said, I, t- I explained to him exactly what I just said. Like, it adds value to games that you might already enjoy. And there are, already, there are games coming out for it. Monster Hunter just came out. Nano Assault EX on the eShop just came out. Renegade Kids Colt County will support it. That's upcoming. It's not like it's going to collect dust. You just have to decide for yourself whether it's worth it for those games. I told him that. He just he just said, well, I suppose it's fine for you. That's cool. I just prefer buying something like that uh, unless it's supported a lot. Opinions. That's fine. Then why are you asking me? Like, I don't get it. That you've <laughs> answered your own question. I don't understand. This is, this is part of the problem with dealing with the public sometimes. Like, they're just not all there. So I don't get it. Should I get one or not? <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. I, I, I mean, we already talked about the Circle Path Pro quite a bit, but I mean, I think it's worth it. It's not a lot of money, and I play a lot of Monster Hunter. I like Resident Evil. I'll be buying that Renegade Kid game. So, right there, that's it. That's. I actually watched your little video while we we're waiting for uh, Chris Tardy Dunn to show up. <laughs> Twenty minutes late. Good old Tardy Dunn. That's me. <laughs> well, hey Seth, do you yeah. have a uh, 3ds XL? I do not have a 3DS XL. Then I'm, I'm going to go out there and say it's probably not worth buying it. <laughs> I should. I think I might get one anyway. Right. Did you see the part of the video where I put like the, like the original Circle Pad Pro? Like it fits like almost entirely in the well of the. XL. <laughs> and it's like the size of a Game Gear. It's so big. Um, but uh, no, I like it. I think it's worth it. But you have to ask. I can't answer that question. People ask that a lot, too. Like, when I talk about a game, like, do you think X Games worth it? I don't know how much you make. I don't know what games you like. I don't know what else you might have on your buying fork. Like, I can't answer that question. People ask that question so much. Is this worth it? I don't know. I, I don't. I can only tell you that I like it and what I like about it, and then you can figure it out for yourself. That's literally all I can do. You should just answer yes to everybody. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. You, yep. you will love this thing. 
So anyway, that's that's always frustrating. But I mean, it's not even like a, like a, like the video like the Circle Pad Pro X. Like I'm not making that for myself. I already know what the fuck it does. I have two of them. You know, like I'm making. For, if you're not gonna bother to watch the video where I explain what it does and why you might want to use it, then don't fucking don't fucking leave comments. Don't talk. Shut up. Move along. <laughs> Uh, I didn't make that video for, like, my fucking health. Anyway. Anyway. That's me. I don't really have much else. It's been working. And working's been kind of kind of dead. I don't, yep. Yeah, I don't think and I have it. yelling at YouTubers. And yelling at YouTube. You know, here's <laughs> the thing. Actually, most of the time, YouTube's great. YouTube, ha- or, or if it's not great, it's at least, like, the, the comments are sort of, like, indifferent. Like, they're not really good or bad. They're just comments. And then just every so often you get this person who doesn't want to think for themselves or they call you a bitch-face asshole because you like something they don't. And it, it, I, it I do call you that a lot. Right, right. <laughs> and, it shouldn't, and it doesn't, like, it's not like I have thin skin. It doesn't bother me in the sense, like, I feel insulted. It's just, like, who the fuck goes on their computer, looks up something, and then finds what they're looking for, and then calls the person who gave it to them a bitch-face asshole. <laughs> I don't, where, what universe do you live in, man? I only wish I could be, like, 12 years old and could have gone on the internet to find whatever. Because there was fucking nothing on the internet when I was 12 years old. <laughs> there was, like, three Seinfeld fan pages, and that was it. Like, that's all that exists on the internet. I was just in Star Wars chat rooms all day long. I was in AOL chat rooms using auto-scrollers. Yep. AOL chat. I think there was a Star Wars chat room on there called The Cantina. I just, like, hang out in there. Just I would all go to, long. like, Friends of Bill W., and I'm like, who's this Bill W. guy? <laughs> What's up? Can I be friends with Bill W too? Uh, all right. So, uh, how have you been, Chris? I'd love to tell you, but my dog is howling in the background. Let's, let's go to Seth first, then. Uh, I don't know. I, I went to a like family reunion slash my grandparents' sixty eighth wedding anniversary oh, or something that's yesterday. A long time. Yeah, they are very old. They are old dudes. <laughs> My grandfather's still alive. We all thought he was going to, like, die last year because his, like, body's just riddled with cancer. Pretty sure he's, like, 90% cancer. Um, but, no, like, we, he, he's still, like, okay. He was on a bunch of meds and stuff, and that was just, like, knocking him out. He was just in bed all day. We took him off all the meds because he was like, well, he's going to die anyway. And now he's, like, up and about and shit. So wow. medication, when you're going to die already, probably not, like, great anyway. Um. Also, like, one of his brothers died, like, between last year and this year, which was, like, more surprising than anything. Huh. Um, yeah, this is, well, this thing took place out in the desert, and it was, like, over this 100 really degrees morbid. It's a bunch of <laughs> deserts and what a wedding you? anniversary in there, but, boy, everyone's just rickety and broken. <laughs> They're old. I don't know. I don't know. But they they live next to my aunt. My my grandparents live like right next door to my aunt, and like I'd go over to my aunt's house and stuff a lot when I was little. And I just hated it over there. Like all my cousins were just assholes to me, just the biggest fucking assholes to me when I was a kid. So I just hate them all now, and I just hate going over there. So it was fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were mariachis and shit. I don't know. But no, yeah, it was it was awful. I had to pretend like I like people. It's okay. How about you, Chris? Can you talk? I can talk. I went to prom last week, as you guys saw and talked a little bit about. Yep. Yeah, it was a prom. I, I didn't actually go to my high school prom, so I didn't really know what the fuck it was going to be. Oh, no kidding. You didn't go to... <clears throat> now, did your school have a junior prom and a senior prom? Yeah, we did. I didn't go to either one. 
Right on. Um, and um, neither one of my uh, experiences were so hot, so you didn't really. I don't really feel like you missed much. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I mean, at the at the prom, you know, seeing people dancing and having fun, I was like, hey, this, you know, this looks all right. You know, I I kind of wish I had gone, but like, I there's no way I would have been out on the dance floor, you know, having fun and shit. So I wouldn't <laughs> have had that much fun anyway. Had I gone to my actual prom, gotcha. although um, Jackie kept throwing it in my face, saying, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't get to go to prom," and giving me this ugly look, so that was what? that was unpleasant. Jackie, she That's... can't hear you, but well, I'm pretending she can. I'm going to scold her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have her listen to this later. So, like, how long have you guys been together? Were you together in high school? Because I know you didn't uh, go for a while, right? We got together like maybe a month or two before we graduated. So that we weren't together count. for that long when, when, when prom happened. So, so, well, so basically if, if you were together while prom was happening, you were basically strangers like here, let me spend hundreds of dollars on you, stranger. Sort of like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, it was, it was a cool experience though. I mean, she, she was chaperoning, so I just kind of got roped in that way. Um, that's kind of cool that they let her take a date though. Yeah, I mean, and you got I got to mooch food. You know, they, That's they, pretty awesome. They called me a chaperone too. I mean, I didn't really do much, but um, it was cool. I mean, it was actually it wasn't at a hotel or anything. It was at her school, like in the cafeteria, because um, their senior class isn't that big. It's only like forty kids or something. Um, but they they did a really good job decorating it. Like it did not look like a cafeteria. Um, they had some good food. Um, the school she teaches at is all is like ninety percent Hmong students. Um, what so they had a lot of Asian food. Hmong. Oh, what is that? It's, uh, it's, a uh, an Asian culture. Um, there, there's a lot of refugees from, like, Thailand and places like that. So it's, so it's not, Hmong is not tied to necessarily a country? It's not tied to a country, no. It's, a, it's like a culture. That's interesting. So what countries, so Thailand would be one of them, what other countries? Thailand is one of them. Laos, um, I'm not sure beyond that, but. That's interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, I th- I'm like, I'm like mungs, like, I, I, I thought you were, like, making fun of them. I, no, no, that's, that's what it's called. No, I feel like an asshole for, like, laughing, like. Yeah, no, it's, this school is called the Mung American Peace Academy, so it's not, it's not, I'm not trying to throw out a racist term or anything. That's, no, no, that's, no, cool. Yeah. No, there's a whole school, I, I, my nephew was, like, living with some Hmong people for a while, and. Yeah, apparently was, there's a, there's a big Hmong population in Milwaukee, which I didn't know before moving here, but. Yeah. That's I. Funny. I'd never, I've never even heard of that. That's cool. Did you see uh, that movie Gran Torino with, that Clint Eastwood did? Yeah. Yeah, the the Asian people in that were Hmong. Oh, okay. So, for what that's worth, not that that really tells you anything about so it, would, but would, would, would right? No, no, no. But would 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 I mean maybe you don't know this, but would Hmong people like more associate with their cult, the culturally as Hmong, or more as nationally as like? You know, from being from Thailand or Laos. I believe it's more a culture. More they more associate with their culture. Oh, okay. I got, uh-huh. I got you. Yeah, because like I say, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a big population here, but I, I couldn't tell you, you know, who's from which country. It seems that they, they do very much associate with their culture, though. That's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know much about Hmong before, you know, she started teaching there, and now I, I certainly know more than I did before, so. But still, still not a ton, but. Yeah, that's, that's most of what I did this week. I bought a bunch of video games, but obviously you guys bought more than I did, so I don't know that we should get into that yet. Okay. Well, I have no video game news this week. I don't. I think it's pretty dry. I don't think really a whole lot happened. I, I have one thing. Okay. And that's uh, Dead or Alive Five Ultimate was announced. Oh yeah, that's right. So it's 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 more than plus. 
more than plus. It's for Xbox 360 and PS3, and like it's supposed to be adding more characters. But I think the only character they've announced is Momiji. Yeah, from uh, the Ninja Gaiden games. So they're taking a page from Capcom with this one. I, yeah, I was so. going to say, is Capcom making I've, this? I've already bought the game twice. I bought a special edition, and then I bought the portable one. And then instead of allowing me to do like DLC for this stuff, they're like, "Nope, you got to buy a whole another game again for the third time." Thanks. I'm not gonna. It's ultimate, Craig. It's, I know it's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think at this point, like, it's just I hold off on like buying fighting games. Just wait like a year. Get a. That's probably just, true. I just really like Dead or Alive games. You know, like th- that's th- those are my those are my jams. I guess. I just like all the giant tits. That's what I'm in it for. <laughs> at least, at least you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that, though. I'm joking. Ish. Kind of. <laughs> I don't play Dead or Alive, but I do like giant tits. Should Should I get into this game or no? Uh, Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Dead or Alive Ultimate. Ep- I'm sold. You're going to have to pay for DLC to see all the different costumes with the giant tits. God damn it. The DLC for these games is, like, ridiculously expensive, too. It is. No, yeah, that's one. I mean, there's quite a lot of content in the game itself, but then, yeah, the DLC is not cheap. Yeah, I think it's, like, I don't know, costume packs are, like, 15 bucks if you want, like, 12 costumes or something. Yeah, yeah. Just for costumes? For real? Absolutely. Yeah, but people want to, like... Dress up their girls and ogle them. Well, the dude That's costumes true. cost the same too. Listen, just buy Style Savvy on the 3DS. You're fine. No one's buying the dude costumes. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> just well, because they, they cost the same doesn't mean people dude, are buying. They should be. They should Listen, be cheaper then. That's like that's like new Coke, man. This is rotten on the shelves. Nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, whatever. All right. Well, that's. I mean. I mean, you picked up Dead or Alive Five. Are you are you interested in getting Ultimate? Or I mean, is there even any word whether this is cheaper? Like, is this like um, MVC three? Like, we're like, wasn't that cheaper? Wasn't that like forty dollars? Uh, yeah, it was. But I have no idea right now. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I hear saw, anything. I didn't. This, really I just saw that. the announcement that was like translated by Silicon Era from Famitsu and that's all I okay. write about it. That's that's my figure. I mean if it was I guess cheaper, I guess there's a trailer up for it now at this point, but I haven't seen it yet. But mm. Well <laughs> that's kinda lame, but whatevs. Uh is that all we got? I think so. Yeah. It's Chris. I, I think it was a slow week. Which is good because we have a lot of listener feedback this week. We have like twenty questions. And if you want to get in on this gravy train, you can go to teamless.net. You see a giant mailbag banner. Just click on that and leave us leave us a comment. We welcome, hey, if you listen to this podcast, because I know there are hundreds of you listening to this, and only a handful of you will come back and say the same shit, like, hey, hey, cars and Seth, like, <laughs> hey, belts and Seth. What is this one? What is this one we got today? Like, hail belt wearers and Seth. Y'all say the same shit. So, you know, get some fresh blood in here and uh, shoot us a question. Shoot us what's on your mind. It's all good. Um, first off, we have Confused Batman um, and Confused Black Blind Flying Nocturnal Mammal Man, which basically, they basically, mm. what, is this the same thing here? So, yeah. first one is, hello, Craigery and everyone else. And there were people that thought my name was short for Craigery. Craig is its own self-contained, awesome, single-syllable name. Don't confuse it for that, for that, that off-brand Greg. 
which has like which is short for Gregory. That's no one wants a Greg. It's Craig all the way. Gregory is that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Um, what are your thoughts on Mirror's Edge? I think after you got used to the controls, the game goes by really easily, quick and fun. Um, I never really got into it. I like the concept. I like that you know EA was doing something different, and it seemed really interesting. But I got to be honest, I never really got into the game. I played Play, the demo and I thought it was yeah. it was pretty fun, but I never ended up picking up the, the the full version. I think it got some middling reviews or something. Um, and I always meant to go back, and I never did. But um, definitely a cool concept from what I played, for what that's worth. Yeah, I, I played the demo, and then I watched uh, one of my friends play. Like I don't know a decent amount of it, but uh, yeah, it's one of those games I want to go back to. I remember doing wall jumps and then like turning while doing a wall jump was really confusing control wise. Yep, it's a lot of bumper action going on or something. I don't know. And it's but really it's hard. Not, right? I felt like it was really hard to. to make the distinction of what, like, where you were supposed to run, because there, you didn't really have many options, like, it was really just straight ahead, and but you, you you had to turn that on, it took me a while to figure that out, like, you had to turn on like, the guiding colors or whatever oh, yeah. you make it everything red it, I, I figured it'd be on by default, and I'm like, where am I going? everything's white and, yeah, I mean, that really that hampered my enjoyment initially, because I mean if you've already played the game like, that helps, but I just, I, I don't I think it's really difficult to make sense of what's happening while a bunch of helicopters and dudes are shooting at you and you're made of glass and you're trying to escape. It's really hard to like make split second decisions because the wrong decision is going to kill you. That's how I felt anyway. Yeah. Um, and in his second comment that's exactly the same except he asked what are your favorite Seinfeld episodes? I don't really have favorite episodes. I never, I mean, I never really thought about it I guess. Let's see. I like the one where Kramer and Newman are trying to, like, recycle in Michigan. <laughs> I was just because... talking about that the other day, too. <laughs> Were you? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I like the contest. It's the one where they see who could go the longest without masturbating. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. I like a lot of episodes. I also like the one where they're wandering around in the parking lot trying to find their car at the, uh, at the mall, I think. There's a lot of good stuff. In no, there. yeah, no, there is, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any specific favorite episodes. I mean, if, I'm sure if one came on that I really like, I'd be like, oh, I like this one, and I'd watch it. But, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Michael says, hey, Seth and others. Man, we're getting, man, we, we're getting constantly sidelined in these, huh? Yeah. What's up with that? Come I on, Michael. Um, <laughs> wanted to know if any of you guys are interested in Lego City Undercover. I played the Wii U game and really like it. It has great writing, and as someone who doesn't like most open-world games, uh, a great open-world tons to do and never feels empty or pointless. I definitely recommend it. it. You know, it's on my radar, but it was never... It, it just wasn't one of those games where I'm like, yeah, I'll go out and pay full price for that today. just wasn't that appealing to me. But, you know, if, if I ever see, like, some sort of price reduction, I might not, because it's Nintendo published. We'll see about this. Um, yeah, I'll pick it up. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I'm not super big on open world games anyway, so I figured I'd, you know, check it out once it gets a little cheaper or something. I have a feeling this is one of those games I'm going to get, like, in five years and be like, oh, this is awesome. Why did I not play this before? Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. <laughs> I, I was interested in the 3DS game. I heard it's problematic. Like, I still want to get it anyway, but I don't know. It didn't get too hot of reviews. Hmm. Uh, too bad. Yeah, no, no kidding. 
Um, Noah, we have Noah here. Uh, rate my Kid Icarus skills. Uh, Seth and I played uh, Kid Icarus Uprising with Noah. And here, here's why I rate your skills. Zero, because you'd be nothing without that giant club. <laughs> he, you have, Noah, you have, your skyscraper club is just like 50 stars for range and melee. Yeah, and it's one just hit, that thing will kill you. One hit, one melee hit will kill you with that club. But to be fair, like, if you look at his stats, he had minus two to defend, so, like, he was, you know, he would just shatter if you hit him. But you had to get, you had to get past that stupid club first with those home, those giant homing shots it shoots out. The rest of us changed up weapons, and we still kill him. He kept coming after me. He kept thinking, like, oh, today will be the day I kill Craig. Nope. Wasted. You're done. I killed you. Uh, no, he just kept killing me over and over because I'm awful. I, <laughs> you need better weapons is all. Yeah. What were you rocking? What was, like, the highest number? Like, three stars. What, what about the value? Uh, like I one, don't remember. Like, 150? Like, no, it was, like, 200 something early low 200s yeah i mean that'll i mean that'll that's not really gonna make you competitive but i guess it'll keep you alive for a little bit uh he goes on to say for craig i would say a solid nine point i don't know if that works that pun works (laughs) 9.5 i was using pop hat orbiters at first but then i switched it up what what else was it i was using a um uh what is that sword uh i don't know some cutlass or something and i was sticking with that for a while because that was that was really working out in my favor um, I was I was using a bunch of different things, but um, for Seth, I would laugh and kill him with my cheater beam. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what loadout? Why don't you have a cheater beam? Why Why don't you? Use I don't it? know. I don't know. What was your loadout? What were you using? Uh, let's see. I think I had mines. Um, some stupid like rocket thing that boosts me across. Into a, yeah, I tried using that. I thought it would like damage people, but it really doesn't. It just kind of propels you. I don't think I like was able to hit anybody with it ever. Uh, and then I think I had like health or something. I don't. I hate using those things. I like I can't scroll through those and play at the same time. It's kind of hard for me. Gotcha. Um, I must say it really sucks knowing that I had all daybreak pieces and was killed right before shooting them at Hugh's stupid pit face. That's what you get for being Noah. That's what you get. Uh, also, nice move switching all of you guys to the light team. We did that to him. We moved everyone to the light team and left them on, on dark with AI bots. <laughs> I must say, you should be glad I was not on Skype. My laughter after I won light versus dark by myself was not safe for work. Huh? Your laughter was not safe for work? That's weird. What does that even mean? Yeah, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he did He did hold his own with those AI bots. Sometimes I don't know if the AI bots are a liability or if they're a benefit. I can't tell. I'm pretty sure I was bringing whatever team I was on down. I think that's why I switched back to Noah's team, so he would lose some more. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true, yeah. We were carrying you. This is a good point. Um, he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, on another piece of parchment, I really enjoyed the TV Unless short film. I must be a hardcore luster. Is that what we're going to call fans now? Uh, because I knew what each part of the video symbolized for you. It was like a context matters, but instead of with just a game, more of the hobby itself. I think I said this on another of your videos, but great stories don't come from games. They come from the people who play them. Anyway, this comment is filled to the brim with bragging and semicolon, so I, I bid you all adieu. Yeah, I finished that short film that I think I was talking about last episode, and um, I think it came out awesome. I really, I'm really proud of that. Um, and then it didn't get as many views as I was hoping, but... Uh, <laughs> I did not I, watch it. You did I, not watch it. 
I did not. You did not. Oh. I watched it one and a half times, if you count that time before you officially published it. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Gotta step it up, Seth. I was about to watch it, and then I was like, no, I'm gonna watch a Circle Pad Pro video instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's been, you know, that's been, if, if I'm being candid, that's been frustrating lately, because, like, for this, I would say pretty much for this year, like, my, my mission for this year was, like, to turn around my channel, to stop doing just collection videos and unboxings, to do, you know, new original content. And it was, it was like, um, you know, I was sort of taking advantage of the fact that a lot of the other, uh, you know, YouTube, like, mainstays just aren't putting out nearly as much content as they used to. I mean, you know, Pete Doerr is pretty well known. He's not he's not really doing a whole lot of videos. Um, yeah, but maybe people are getting bored with it. Maybe they're running out of ideas. Like, wh- whatever. I mean, there are a few people like um, Happy Console Gamer puts out, consistently puts out awesome, unique videos. But other people are not. So I, th- I saw this opportunity, like, okay, I will fill this role. And I, st- I brainstormed. I came up with a bunch of ideas. I came up with that Context Matters. I got this short film. Uh, I made sure I had better lighting. All my uploads were in HD. I used better editing. Like, I was... I, you know, this year I've been really putting in a lot of effort. It's done fuck all for my views, for my subscription rates, and that's that's kind of frustrating, you know? Like, that's... There are very few measures of, like, progress in something like that, and when most of them really aren't working out for you, it kind of sucks. So, what did you learn? Never try. Never tr- try. <laughs> trying is the first step towards failure, that's what... <laughs> yep. Yep. But I mean, on the other hand, on the other hand, the only the only like measure of like success that I, that I have is that it's actually really pleased like my my current audience. So it really has done nothing to grow my audience. But like the people that you know are you know that really watch my videos consistently like all the time have really enjoyed it. You, you know, I can tell like they tell me right straight up in the comments that they've noticed the improvement. Uh, you know, the videos these days are getting uh, way more thumbs up than videos have in the past so i mean you know that's nice like that's a benefit but i mean it doesn't have to be one or the other like i don't i don't have to just please my current audience or grow my audience like i can do both but for some reason it's just not happening which kind of sucks so are you happy with the videos craig i i am very happy with the videos i am oh i think that's all that matters no i don't but (laughs) (laughs) not not after five years when you're all dewy-eyed and you're doing it for the first time you yeah after five years, you know, you you know, uh, you, you kind of hope for a little bit more, you know, like just flat out happiness just isn't enough to keep you going, I guess. All right. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Pluto Pig. Pluto Pig says, hello, TVLess Podcast. I was wondering if any of you guys are pumped for Dark Souls 2. I have finished both Souls games, and I am really looking forward to Dark Souls 2. You guys should really try to finish Dark Souls. It's a bit easier than Demons. It would be fun listening uh, uh, to each podcast about your progress in the game. If you gave it some time, uh, what is this, YouTube video? Uh, if you gave it some time, used YouTube videos, I think there's supposed to be a comma there, and use help from players in the game, I'm sure one of you could finish the game. I enjoy the podcast. Take care. Well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast. Um, I think you've probably played that the most out of all of us, right, Seth? Yeah, and I still didn't get that far. <laughs> I I very, I very recently put some time into it, and I enjoyed it. But, I mean, as I said, for me, like, I, I don't think it's, a, like, bad at all. I just, I don't like that constant sense of having to be on my toes. Like, the, I feel like there's no downtime in that game. And that just was, I, it, it wore me out, really, basically. So, you know. I don't even mind that. I think, um... I don't know. The game just seems long. I mean, it, and it's probably not even that long of a game, but just because you're constantly dying and having to backtrack and stuff like that, it just seems longer than it actually is. Mm. And I really wish there was a way to like play co-op with somebody you know instead of just like 
bringing random people in your world. Yeah, that would be... That would make it a lot more fun. But I can't do that because I don't have Xbox Live, so it doesn't even really matter to me. I, I spent, like, two hours uh, trying to get into a, a, a game with a friend. Like, okay, we'll, like, drop the stone here and try to see if the it pops up on your screen. <laughs> and, like, it just was not happening. It was not happening. Yeah. I have not played any of the Souls games. You know, I, I am interested in them. You know, I've I've looked into them in the past, and they definitely seem interesting. I actually own Demon Souls and have never played it. Um, but it, it's very intimidating based on everything I've heard. And you know, I don't know if I'm going to have the time to you know get into that and really commit and you know find out get get deep enough to find out if I really enjoy it. So I almost feel like Dark, like Dark Souls is easier because you don't have you don't have to maintain human form. Like there's really no. I mean, especially if you're not playing online, like there's no benefit. Like for me, like there's zero benefit to be like human. <laughs> but that's that's a big deal in the first game to not be a ghost because there's a benefit to like your health and stuff. Um, then we have Sam. Sam says with the recent rating of uh, Nazono Murasamejo, uh, a mysterious uh, Murasame castle uh, by Nintendo of Australia, coupled with its mini game inclusion in Nintendo Land and an appearance. In the original Wii exclusive Samurai Warriors Three, do you think we're in for a potential Kid Icarus esque reboot of the franchise? That would be really interesting. Um, I I have uh, Murasame Joe on. I have the the um, the Japanese version of the NES Classics. Uh, I have the Game Boy Advance version, and that came in really cool packaging. And it's like yellow. It's like Famicom Disk System yellow, and um, it's. It's often compared to, like, a more straightforward Zelda because it looks like Zelda. Like, it's all overhead and stuff like that. But, it, yeah, it's a very... It's basically, like, action Zelda. You know, you're not really exploring and stuff. You're just killing things. Um, so that's pretty cool. It would be cool. Like, I don't know what they could do to update that. But then again, I said that about Kid Icarus, and I really don't think the first two Kid Icaruses are all that awesome. But I love Uprising. It's one of my, you know, favorite games. It's my favorite game on the 3DS. one of my, first, you know, favorite games, you know, in recent memory. So... Uh, they updated that pretty well, so that'd be interesting. I I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing a reboot on it because, like, just the inclusion in Nintendo Land, I found really weird as hell. Yeah, yeah, that was like obviously an odd pick out. So I don't know. I think I think they're gonna throw uh, the dude. What what is his name? Takamaru or something? I think they're gonna yeah, throw him in. Yeah, like yeah. And Smash Bros. That'd be cool. I see that. I would be down for like a new like 3ds game. Uh, I think that would be neat. Uh, I want to play. I want to play the original. It's translated. It has a fan translation, but I can't play multi-sided uh, disc system games on my RAM cart. So I don't there's no just, way. Get, just import the GBA. Like you don't the GBA cartridge. Like it's it's an it, there's no, you don't need to, to know anything. <sighs> it's, that it comes in really cool right. packaging too. Like look at the package it comes in. It's fucking cool. Like it comes in a miniature Famicom like box. Inside of like a clear box, like it's suspended inside of like a clear box. I did a video on it because I thought it was like the coolest packaging I've ever seen. Yeah, all those Japanese Famicom GBA games look really cool. Our, the ones we got in America are lame. <laughs> yeah, these came in regular boxes. Right. 
Uh, Sam goes on to say it's a Famicom game that I understand plays as a more linear and action-focused take on the Legend of Zelda formula, uh, for anyone not familiar with this. Uh, Hideki Kamiya once tweeted that after Star Fox, this was the Nintendo franchise he'd most like to work on. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, there's some speculation that this is the heavily pro- uh, prophesized retro game that will be announced at E3, but a Smash Brothers cameo for the protagonist to gauge interest seems more likely for now. Uh, assuming he isn't universally hated for some reason, though, I think it seems quite likely. I mean, I mean, it worked for Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. Mar- Marth, Marth and Roy's inclusion in, in those games uh, seem to spark more interest in Fire Emblem here in the West. So that would be that would be really cool. I mean. I think that kind of I think that's kind of neat that people find these characters so interesting that they're willing to examine the history and then want a new game featuring this character. I mean, you can almost say like even for Pit, like that was sort of like the the prelude to Kid Icarus Uprising. And I think it's kind of neat that people want to like look backward and see like, oh, what what you know, where does this character come from? And oh, I would love to see something new with this character as well. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was actually when I first picked up Mother Three was after I saw Lucas and Brawl. I went on eBay and, and ordered, you know, the GBA original. So it, it, that seems a great way to do that. You know, obviously it worked for Fire Emblem. It worked personally for me for Mother 3. And then obviously Takamaru would be a great choice. So Actually, yeah, Ness in, uh, in the first Smash is what made me check out Earthbound. So definitely works. Yep, yep. Uh, Sam goes on to say, uh, oh, yeah, and eating the skin of a kiwi is totally fine. Well, I figured it wouldn't be poisonous. Uh, it's supposed to be good for red blood cells or something like that, if I remember right. If you've bought it from a supermarket, you obviously want to wash it beforehand. Well, yeah. Like any fruit, as there might be re- uh, remainders of the pesticides they use or people's other grubby hands. <laughs> uh, he, said, he goes on to say, try it, Seth. You should I'm not that. eating some furry fucking skin. That's gross. <laughs> It's, I don't, I don't, see, I mean, it may be good for you, but I really want to, it scratch, it kind of like, it doesn't scratch up your throat, it's not like eating like a tortilla chip and scratching your throat that way, but it kind of just kind of like, uh, irritates your throat, I should say, going down. I don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's good for red blood cells or something, maybe, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Helsinki Rock says, RE, Dreamcast versus PS2 game aging, which we talked about last episode. He says, hey guys, the biggest reason why Dreamcast games typically age better than a lot of PS2 games, and Seth was pretty accurate about Jaggies, uh, the, the Dreamcast was fan- has fantastic built-in har- hardware anti-aliasing, not to mention much better texture filters, hence why so many games look so clean and bright, still with few Jaggies and texture breaking, which makes sense. Um, as for a question, could you guys recommend some original Xbox games? I have most of the Sega games, such as Togi, Panzer Dragoon, Shenmue, just at Radio Futures, Sega GT 2002, and some Microsoft first-slash-second-party games like Blinks, Conquer, Halo, Project Gotham. Uh, I prefer exclusives, but open to multiplats that shine on the Xbox. Um, for me, Advent Rising is one of my favorite games on the Xbox. It got middling reviews. It basically almost bankrupted Majesco. But they couldn't even finish the contest that was that's printed right on the cover of the game. But I did a review for it if you want to check it out on, on YouTube, or maybe you've already seen it, but I love the game. It it's it's little it's wonky because it's way too ambitious for the hardware it's on, but it's almost like Mass Effect before Mass Effect, but rather than, you know, more RPG than anything, it's more action based. And I, I I really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, as for multiplats, one you might want to check out, um, that uh, really shines on the Xbox is what's it called? Dark Watch. I think it's I called. Have no idea. I, yeah, Craig, what are you talking about? Um, it's either called Dark Watch or Shadow Watch. It's, I mean, it's something that stupid. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Dark Watch. 
Yes, it's Dark Watch. Uh, Dark Watch is a first-person shooter from Capcom, but it has like moral choices. They're stupid. They're not really moral. They're just sort of choices that really that affect your game in some way. Um, they don't. There's no. I don't think there's like a meter or anything. It's not not like that. Um, and then you have like equipable abilities and stuff like that. Um, so it's a shooter with some role playing elements, and uh, it's pretty fun. And on the Xbox, of course, it looks better. I think it controls better because I prefer the controller. And it also has four player multiplayer support on the Xbox. So I'd recommend that. Um, ba, 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 ba. I think Psychonauts is supposed to be a lot better on Xbox, but now it's on PC as well, so you can probably get a even better version there. Um, I really like the Oddworld games, Munch's Odyssey and Stranger's Wrath. Yes, those are good too. So, uh, I mean, they're very they're two very different games. Like Munch's Odyssey is basically like a uh, it's like a 3D version of like the old games. Yeah. And uh, Stranger's Wrath is like the hybrid first person slash third person uh, game. What else? Uh, Ninja Gaiden. You need you need Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> I don't have that. I have no interest in that. Ah, uh, so good. Is it just called Ninja Gaiden, or is it like Ninja Gaiden Two Sigma Plus Alpha or something? Or well, there's Ninja Gaiden and there's Ninja Gaiden Black, and I think Black's like a better version of the first one, but I haven't played Black, so I don't know. Oh, okay, I'll keep that. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'll check it out then. So it was like a reboot then, is what it was. It wasn't. It's like a. It's like a. It's like Dead or Alive Five Ultimate. I don't. It's, it's like no, the same no, no, game, no. But... I mean, like it's, it's just called Ninja Gaiden. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Me, I mean, I just like yeah. burped out of nowhere. Um, yeah, so it's a reboot. Okay, so like the so like the new Ninja Guy, like Ninja Gaiden Two and the Sigma and all this other shit, like that's built off that then, right? Because I found yes. that all confusing. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on with this. It's not even like yeah. a. I don't like it's like completely different from the NES games. I don't know what's going on. Like Ryu's dad's still alive and stuff, and he doesn't. I don't know. I don't and there's know. like eight different versions for each game. I just don't even get it. Like yeah. I, just, I couldn't keep track. I'm like, whatever. I have one for, like, the Vita. I have whatever the fuck the Vita one's called. I don't, I think it has, like, three subtitles. I don't know. So... I think that's Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> I just don't know, man. <laughs> and I played that, and I was like, this is all right. It runs a little choppy on the Vita, I think. Like, I don't think the frame rate's there. It's not very smooth. But So that's the first one, then. That's, like, yeah. a portable version of Black. Uh... No, it's a portable version of Ninja Gaiden Sigma. <laughs> what the fuck is a what Sigma? Is Sigma? <laughs> All right, Sigma was like another remake of the fir- of Ninja Gaiden on Xbox, but this one was made by uh, Hayashita, dude. Whatever. So it's not, not the same game. <laughs> it's kidding? the same game, but it's like retweaked again. People prefer. Uh, there's a huge split between like Ninja Gaiden Black and Ninja Gaiden Sigma, and which one's better, and blah blah blah, and people get into forum arguments over it. What's the difference, though? This sentence uh, can fuck right the hell off, if you ask me. There's some, like, removed sections. There's some different enemies and stuff. I don't... They uh, added playable Rachel sections. Rachel's, like, one of the characters in the game. Um, and I hear the Rachel sections are awful and actually, like, break up the flow of the game, but other people like them. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. there's It's a it's a fuster cluck there. Just, just get Ninja Gaiden Black. Just get that one. That one's... So, Whatever. how many versions are there of Ninja Gaiden 2? Um, I think there's one coming out on Vita, so a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to say three. What the... F- is it just... Now, this is, does this have a stupid Greek alphabet letter in it, too? Or is it just called Ninja Gaiden 2? 
No, it's there's Ninja Gaiden two, and then there's Ninja Gaiden two Sigma or Sigma two, and then Ninja Gaiden <laughs> Sigma two plus. So. I'm glad we're exposing this because this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Whatever. In my experience. For Ninja Gaiden 2, I would go with just the vanilla version because it's a lot more bloody. For some reason, they like changed the blood to like purple and got rid of a lot of the uh, the dismemberment and stuff in Sigma version. And um, who wants that? I think like most of the fun in Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 just comes from like how ridiculously like gory it is. Well, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. I just have an opinion on these dumb names, and they're dumb. <laughs> they are dumb names. <laughs> I didn't play enough games on the original Xbox to, to have a needed name here. I didn't get an Xbox until well after it had come out, and I just played, you know, most of the, the well-known ones. Helsinki uh, Rocks goes on to say, also, Chris has more followers on Twitter than Seth. Because I talked about Seth's Twitter, Twitter followers last episode, but Chris, Chris doesn't, because I think that's a comic book. So I, I think Seth has no pull other than video games. Thanks. Wow. You should, you, should, <laughs> you should start tweeting about churros or something, because, I, you know... Uh, get get all those Mexican Twitter followers. <laughs> just, just <laughs> to be fair, I think I tweet a lot more than Seth too. Yeah, Seth. Yeah, Seth I has tweet got like exponentially one more than Seth, but I do not have exponentially more followers. And to be fair, I think you're following like 200 something people. Yeah, Seth is following know. like 17 people. Bobby says, I can't think of a question, so here's a scenario for you. You have $10. The game you want to buy that's in the charts is on deal for $10, but at the same time you see a rare game that is marked for 10 that you can easily turn a profit on eBay with. But by the time the rare game is sold, the chart game is back to full price, let's say $60. Which you buy the rare game? I mean, here's, here's an important distinction to make. If the rare game's value n- n- normally is more than $60, and I'm assuming it is because... That's just why I associate. I'm talking hundred plus. I'm buying the rare game. That's just where that goes. But mm-hmm. if the rare game is normally forty dollars or whatever. It's below that sixty dollar mark. Then what's the point? I'll go. I'll go with the the chart charted game. I assume he means new release by charted game. There's a silence here. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely the rare game. Why, why would you not go? Why would you not go with the rare game? I I don't know. I'm, I mean, the the regular game is probably going to drop in price like in a in a few months anyway. That's a good yeah no. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. it's I think it's about instant. I think it's a question about instant gratification. There's some subtext here. I don't think there is. I think you, he just made some shit up. I, I think he's like, whoa, I don't, whatever, <laughs> typing words. Oh man, he also asked, how do you go about being a guest on the show? You know, we got to really come up with a formal way of doing that because we don't. We don't. We just sort of like, yeah, you want to be on the show? And it's kind of worked out. Right now, I can't have any guests for like a month because of my work schedule. Can't do it right now. So it's going to be a little while before we can have one. But hopefully by then, hopefully in a month, I will have some way to do that. <laughs> um, King Azam has dubbed himself Dictator Azam. This is like this whole meta narrative like in this <laughs> podcast now with Azam. He's... Like, he's going to become fucking supreme ruler of the universe, Um, I don't know where he, he goes from he there. Asked us, he asked us permission if he could call himself Dictator Azam on, on Twitter. I don't remember. Did you respond to this? Because I didn't. I didn't respond. I was like, I don't know. Yes? Who cares? <laughs> I am the dictator of TV Lust. I will turn the website into 1940s Germany. Ha ha ha. I am already growing my mustache. Well, I'm sure it'll be like 
filled in in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Baby dictator is on. <laughs> you know, he goes on to say, oh, and just to add something to the Call of Duty Ghost trailer, why the fuck would they say there are those who wear masks to protect themselves and there are those who wear masks to protect us all? I wonder if my enemies will be will be wearing masks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's a magical mask that it protects everyone, I guess everyone will be wearing masks, I suppose. <laughs> Astute observation, dictator is on. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Please don't drag my family to a labor camp. Um, he says, hey, Craig, since you love Far Cry 3, I need some help. I'm finding the game to be very boring. I've only played the game for three hours, and the game isn't, still isn't getting fun. From your experience, does the game get better or worse? Uh, I think it gets better. But, I mean, if you've already gone hunting, if you've already climbed a radio tower, if you've already liberated a camp, if you've already done a couple missions, I mean, you have already have a gist of what the game is like. And I think it just gets better because, like, your powers and your weapon, your, you know, the weapons you have access to, like, all that expands. And the missions become more interesting. Um, the the camps become uh, not all of them, but some of them are more diverse in the the surrounding scenery. So it becomes you have to change up your tactics on how you're going to take over that camp. So I mean, I think it gets better. I mean, I think that game is awesome. I'm not a big fan of open world games. That game is terrific, though. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. You know, what can you do? Uh, confused black blind flying nocturnal mammal man. Uh, says, hello, passengers on the starship Earth and Seth. Seth, where are you going? We're floating away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those comments I posted later. earlier were supposed to be for the previous episode, but there were errors when I hit the post comment button. Anyway, I started playing the first Bioshock recently, and I really liked the game itself. The Unreal Engine just feels like a step down after playing a lot of Source games. Unreal, that was actually one of the few um, games powered by Unreal that weren't put out by Epic that I actually thought looked okay. But I think it's probably because of the exaggerated art style. Like, I still think... Like, I think Unreal kind of looks like garbage when Epic's not using it. Um, not saying it's a crappy engine, because it is rather good. Um, and can run on anything with decent graphics. I just don't like the feel. Anyway, Seth needs to make more YouTube videos. I really enjoyed the one, old ones of Luigi's Mansion and Road Avenger he still has up. Anyway, have any of you guys had something you enjoyed that some thought of as a chore, but you really like doing? For example, I know a lot of people that hate video editing, but I really like video editing and wish I could do more. I don't know. I guess... I don't know. I'm going to pick video editing. <laughs> it is work. I don't think people understand sometimes that making decent videos isn't... I don't... Just wave my arms and they're done. Um, but I like it. I don't like doing anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I really enjoy editing this podcast, and I hope you guys think I do a great job. <laughs> All right, whatever. We'll give you that, Chris. Chris, edit the podcast, everyone. Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Now everybody's going to hate me. <laughs> I think uh, I do a lousy job. Right, yeah. Just Craig edits the podcast, everyone. I just toss it in the garage van, add the music, and export. <laughs> uh, favorite soda? Mine is Dr. Pepper. I don't drink a lot of soda. And when I do, it's usually diet, so I guess diet Pepsi. I don't drink soda I at all. Yeah, I haven't drinking like, soda since high school. Back then, it was Dr. Pepper. So, that was... Occasionally, like, Dr. like... Dr. Pepper I, and, like, Mountain Dew. I hate I hate Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, like, once or twice a year, I'll have, like, a cream soda. Because they're delicious. I don't even care what brand. Cream soda is really good. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about it a whole lot. Like, I don't... There's not a whole lot of marketing for cream soda. 
or like uh-huh. birch beer. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's like root beer, but it's birch. It's got it's got pictures okay. of birch trees on it. Like it's not it's not confusing. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Right so on. it's a soda. It's made of trees. It sounds delicious. It's probably artificially flavored at this point. I don't think any soda is made of anything normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, regarding YouTube videos, I, I I don't know if I can do those. I can't take them seriously, and I found, like, the more I made, I was just, like, making them stupider and stupider. <laughs> um, that might work out in your favor. So yeah, I can see people maybe. enjoying that. Like, with Luigi's Match, I was like, whatever, this is boring. I'm going to make Smurfs jokes in here. And so, I don't know. I just, uh, they're dumb. Plus, they, they take forever to edit together. I don't they know. Do, they, do take a, they do take a while. Like, I mean, from, from the time you set up, you film, and you're probably going to do a couple different takes. I mean, I just put up a four-minute video. I, it's not four minutes worth of footage, I can tell you that. Import the footage, edit it, export it. Upload it, write the description, and fucking get the still together, and all. This. I mean, it takes that four minute video takes, you know, an hour or two to put together from from beginning to end, and that's a quick that's a quick one. So that short film I did, hours, hours, days it took me days to put that together. And uh, one of the things I was struggling with, well, because I only made a few videos, you don't people don't talk the same way that they write so when i was writing scripts for whatever i was going to say and yeah. then i'll go to like say them it comes off very unnaturally so that's something i'm sure you get used to as you as you go along it, it's still hard like i don't write scripts um i will f- sort of formulate a loose idea of what i want to say in my head uh i sometimes even practice it aloud which sounds ridiculous because i'm talking to no one but kind of even when i record a video technically i'm talking to no one anyway um, mm-hmm. But I, I'll practice it aloud, and that's why in some of my videos I sort of fall over my words or add in filler, like you know, or something like that, because there's no script. So, and I think having a script does ruin it. I think that's a good point. Um, some people might be able to work with it, but I can't. It, it totally comes off unnatural if I'm using a script. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to record, uh, record, re-record things so many times because, like, well, this just sounds like I'm reading something because I am reading something. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, confused black blah 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 says also Craigery. I really enjoyed the short film. Apparently, I'm Craigery this week. Yep, I think he was the same one who called you Craigery before. Did he? Okay. Um, Brandon and Seth, this is really getting way too meta for me. This is this is like a, this is an MC Escher painting for podcast. All these Seths and Brandon and Seths and. And Brandon and Seth says, "Why does everyone say blank and Seth now? I started this and I'm hurt that everyone tries to claim it as their own." I think it's cool. I think it's just this thing that happens now. I don't know. Uh, but ne- for, but now for a question. What is your favorite American food? I don't... What is... Dis- I mean, what would you call distinctly American? Because a lot of shit we just kind of ganked. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that, still, that's like, America. Like, America's just basically a bunch of stuff we ganked, and then we yeah. call it American culture. Because we added high fructose corn syrup to it. <laughs> uh, like hamburgers and hot dogs and shit. That's American, right? Because we stole it and... Is it? Like, where did that... I don't even know where that came from. Uh... Germany? Maybe. I mean, hot dogs are just sausages, so no, we didn't make that. Yeah. I mean, they're sort of... They're like a lazy person sausage. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We did. I like hamburgers, I'll say that. But 
Like, I like hamburgers. I don't know what else there is. Right, I don't know. Like, American cheese. Like, this is the perfect example of America. Like, we call American cheese American, but it's just a bunch of fucking chemicals pressed into a square. Like, that's all that shit is. It's disgusting. I like roast chicken. Is that American? I think people were roasting chickens long before us. Uh, um, I like maize. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do we even grow that anymore? I'm sure. Our, I'm sure our corn is all Monsanto'd the fuck out. Yep. That's American. Monsanto's American. There we go. Franken corn. Yeah. Uh, Portable Platypus says, which genres do you guys feel are underrepresented on handhelds? The easy answer is first-person shooters, or but... sports who, games. Who cares, though? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not missing them, so no, I don't no. think they're underrepresented. Well, I, you know, I kind of wish there were a few more shooters on the handhelds. Like, I mean, like, with the Vita with its analog sticks built in and the 3DS with the CirclePad Pro, like, and, and, you know, the horsepower that they now have and their online features, like... I actually think it's a good place for me because, like, one of my favorite games on the DS is Metroid Prime Hunters. And not because of that drab single-player mode. I think that's one of the best multiplayer modes I've played on any system. I love the multiplayer mode on Metroid Prime Hunters. So I, I think that first-person shooters can work on, you know, the, the Vita or the 3DS, but you're not going to make the kinds that you have on the consoles. Like, you're not going to make ones that are basically linear paths that are, you know, full of... Uh, scripted events. That's what the consoles are for. That's what the big screen is for. You know, the little ones, I think, are more for, you know, the kinds of missions that you would you would have might have played on, like, Perfect Dark. You know, these smaller missions that don't really have a whole lot of cutscenes in them. Uh, and then some online multiplayer with your friends, you know, not maybe not on, like, Kid Icarus or something like that. So, I think they could work well on the handhelds, but no one's gonna make them. Um, when, when is Nintendo gonna let NST make a game that's not Mario versus Donkey Kong? Yeah, because they they did Metroid Prime Hunters, and then they've just been Mario vs. Donkey Kong forever now. Yeah, I would love to see a new Metroid Prime Hunters on the 3DS. Like, I I I wouldn't even care what the hell the single player mode is. It doesn't matter because that multiplayer is just fantastic. It's a game unto itself. It's so good. But yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. What, yeah, what the hell do they do? Mario vs. Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, and sports games, but I don't care about those. Yeah, I'm like even I'm trying to think of like anything I miss, like genre wise, and I just can't think of anything. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there there are some genres that are underrepresented, but they're just genres that don't interest me, and maybe that's why I prefer handhelds. Exactly. Because, you know, the games that I that I prefer are the ones that are on there. So, Chris said it best. Um, as always, <laughs> as always, Games of War says, "Sup, guys, back again." Uh, I have always loved handheld gaming, but I find myself really getting into this generation of handhelds. I am really loving the 3DS. My favorite aspect of the system is the actual 3D. I always play with the slider all the way up. My question is, do you guys feel the same about the 3D? Uh, I like it. I don't play with it all the way up. But it's really weird because the games seem... I've said this before, and it just seems, well, duh, but they seem flat without the 3D. Like, with the 3D, it really adds a depth to the game. It's really nice. I like it. I play with it all the way up. (laughs) <laughs> and also the slider, the slider of two. Whoa! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's my favorite aspect of the system, but no. I do like it. It's def- it definitely adds to the games. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I, I play with it 
you know, midway up, but I do usually have it on to it, some extent. At it least. just sucks when I get aggressive when I'm playing like online games. I'm playing like Kid Icarus and like I'm constantly like I'm I can't see what I'm doing. I got like cataracts or something because <laughs> I'm getting too into the game and just and I can't like I can't waste time to reposition the system so I can see what I'm doing. So I have to keep doing what I'm doing and hope it's working. <laughs> Like, I hope I'm killing you right now, but I don't really know because I see, like, two of you. And that's why I play with a stand. There you go. Which obviously helps my skills. Right, yeah, it's doing you a world of good. So damn good. (laughs) Um, If so, what games have impressed you the most? Castlevania is super impressive. Those fixed angles really uh, make the art pop to life. Luigi's Mansion and Kid Icarus also look really good. Uh, Luigi's Mansion and Kid Icarus, I think, are two prime examples. Like, those look... Really, really good. Yeah, uh, I also uh, really liked uh, Paper Mario. I think it, the the like the diorama looked. looked yeah, that did have a really 3D. nice effect too. Yeah, I think my favorite uh, is still Ocarina of Time. Uh, it just like I don't know, it just changed the whole look we, of the world to me. Especially almost when you're out in Hyrule Field, man, it just it just boof. It feels like like I feel like Hyrule Field size is actually a lie, but like I really don't like Hyrule Field size. I think it's just like this big empty nuff angular nothing. And, but when you play it, like, on the 3DS, you, like, you suddenly now you have this sense of scope that Nintendo is trying to go for. Like, yeah, it's big and empty and kind of stupid, but this is what we were aiming for. This is the feeling we were aiming for, and you finally get that on the 3DS. I think the scene that, like, first impressed me a lot is when you're young Link, when you first meet the Deku Tree, and it's, like, up in the background and Link's more in the foreground. It's just, like, this, I don't know, it just seems a lot more alive to me, the whole entire world. You have, like, that pollen stuff floating through the air. You have the Deku Tree in the background, Link in the foreground. Just looks really damn good. Yeah. I also really like... I still like Ridge Racer. I think Ridge, Ridge Racer had really good use of the 3D, you know, the sense of, like, speed and just kind of zooming into the screen and then occasionally having things like ticker tape or mud kind of flick up at the screen. And it wasn't, like, obnoxious. It just really added to, uh, to the game. I really like that a lot. It's awful in Steel Diver, though. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Chris? You said Paper Mario. She did well, say Paper well, Mario. Well, you did say Paper Mario. Fuck off, that. you don't even remember, I'm here, Jesus. No, I know you said Paper <laughs> no. Mario, I just not know if you had any more, because we kind of, like, just kept talking after that, so I was... Yeah, no, uh, I agree with Ocarina of Time. I'm, I'm surprised how game, how good that game looks in 3D, considering it wasn't, you know, designed for 3D. You know, Stereo's got the 3D anyway. Um, and Luigi's Mansion is really good, too. I sort of don't like Street Fighter 4s, either. Feels weird. It feels like little, like little toys in a, in, a, in a diorama. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what everyone said when that came out, yeah. And that was my first impression, too, when I played it at PAX. The first, like, and I don't... Yeah, I don't know if I like that, though. Seems weird. Feels weird. I don't know. Yeah, well, I gotcha. Uh, let's see here. He goes on to say, to me, that 3D is like a window into the world of these games. It really immerses me in the game that much more. Uh, I also really love the Vita. Really enjoying Soul Sacrifice. Looking forward to Muramasa, Dragon's Crown, and the new Ease game. Uh, I'm looking forward to those games as well. I didn't pick, I pass on Soul Sacrifice. Maybe I'll get it later if it drops in price, but I'm looking forward to Muramasa and Ease. But I think I'm going to end up getting Dragon's Crown on the PS3, because that's where you're getting it, Seth, and that's where Hugh is getting it. Um, and there's no crossplay. There's no online crossplay. Uh, between the Vita and the PS3 versions, which is silly, so... I call the elf, by the way. I'm the archer. You can be Nobody her. else could use her. <laughs> I'll be the hot one. Whatever. 
They're all the hot ones. <laughs> That's the knight. Joke. The knight's like one of the hottest dudes there. I, <laughs> Uh, Chris, are you getting Dragon's Crown? Does that interest you at all? Uh, I haven't heard too much about the game. I have to look into it. Um, they, they, there's a bunch of character trailers that are out now. I think like I think maybe all the characters have character trailers I think out they now. Do. They're I think like all of them do, yeah. They're like a lot of them are surprisingly agile. Like the dwarf, he's like just bouncing all over the place. The Amazon too, she's like big, but she moves quick and. I don't know, the gameplay is, like, a lot snappier than I was picturing when I, like, was just looking at screenshots and stuff. Which I kind of like, um, I kind of like snappier games like that, where I feel fluid when I'm moving and not, like, mm-hmm. bolted down. Yeah, no, it looks really good. Uh, Francois says, bonjour, Craig and Seth. We got Chris today. Uh, your latest podcast was superb, especially the Tangent Unboxed N64 games. Which actually, like, worked out my favorite, because Chris got in touch with me. And he said, I have an extra Majora's Mask box. And I'm like, awesome. He also He's also sending me an extra Super Mario 64. So now all those empty boxes I got are now full. And my favorite game of all time is now boxed. So, Chris, you're a sweetheart. I'm happy to help. And 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 Seth sent me, or is sending me, I don't know if he's done it yet, as Mischief Makers. So. Uh, I, I sent it out Friday. They said it should be to you by Tuesday. Okay, cool. Yeah, look at that. So my Tuesday should be a good mail day because yeah. that's when mine arrived too. I think I have my Ouya at the post office. I got something on – I just got a slip in my mail because I live in an apartment. I got a small mailbox. Um, I got a slip in there. And um, sometimes, like, if there's someone in the rental office, uh, if my, my apartment manager is in the rental office, packages can just be left there, which is fine. But if she's not there or if it's, like, some sort of special delivery where I have to actually sign my name to it, I have to go to the post office and get it. One Saturday, like at like one, the the door clearly says window hours till four p.m. on Saturday, and it's fucking dark. I'm like, you guys are dicks. What happened here? <laughs> I've been waiting think, eons for this fucking ouya, and I can't even get it. I think one p.m. is when the post office here closes on Saturday. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like, and that's fine. Like, it'd be one thing if I got there and like that's what the sign said, but the sign says four, so. Yeah, they need to fix that. I mean, it's not like it's that far. Well, the oh, thing that's open about- till we have one that's open till eleven at night. Wow, that's awesome! Damn. You- nah, I mean, it's not like it's that far away. The thing that sucks about my town is that they these roads were built a long time ago, and then they started adding all these industries. Like Pfizer is here, like the pharmaceutical company. This is their research and development headquarters here. Uh, we build boats, like Navy submarines here. Uh, we have the naval base. We have two of the biggest casinos in the world. And the roads are still the same size they were, like, in the fucking 50s. So, <laughs> and, there, and there's just traffic lights every every few yards. They're just it, it, they're just not designed to handle the flow of traffic. So if I want to go to the post office, which is only a couple miles away, it takes, like, it takes, it's seriously like a half an hour round trip. It's ridiculous. Um, so it would have been frustrating to get there and see, like, 1 p.m., but at least then that would have been on it. Seeing 4 p.m. and then walking in and be like, where the fuck is everyone? ridiculous mm-hmm. but I'm excited for all these N64 games my N64 collection is looking awesome I need to get a Ocarina of Time collector's box and then I, I want to get like I want to get like a like Donkey Kong 64 box I know a lot of people rag on that game and I probably wouldn't enjoy it too much these days but I really did love it when it came out and uh, I don't have Banjo-Kazooie at all so like a box copy of that that'd be cool yeah Banjo's alright you don't like Banjo-Kazooie? I'm not big on it. I think it's just okay. Yeah. Did you ever play Banjo-Tooie? Yeah. 
And what did you think I'm of that? Sure, I'm pretty sure I think I thought that one was bloated. That was huge. Yeah. That game was so big. Like I never, I did not play. I played a lot of multiplayer in that. Because um, we just we played the hell out of every multiplayer mode on every N64 game we owned, um, whether the multiplayer mode made sense or not. And um, and some games had surprisingly good ones. Like the Donkey Kong 64 was fun, and so was Kirby 64. Those had fun multiplayer modes. I hated Donkey Kong 64's multiplayer mode. It was like this weird like battle royale where you just punch people off this platform. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I hate it. Conquer, Conquer had some of my favorite multiplayer yeah, modes. Yeah, Conquer was a lot of fun too. They did, they did a really good job. Rare's games, I think, had good multiplayer modes. Um, uh, anyway, I, Francois goes on to say, "I had forgotten the third boy was not present because he usually just says yeah unless he is drinking liquor." Yeah, I'm quiet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know how I've made it this long on a podcast because I, I don't talk to people in person. You know, <laughs> let alone to people I've never fucking met. He's JD Salinger. If JD Salinger never wrote a book. Um, Something like that. You know, here's the... Chris is quiet, but I feel like the balance is off if Chris isn't here. Maybe I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I, I, not, that not that you guys should be, you know, bad without me, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that I'm needed. It's good I to think feel so. I think, I think it, you fill in... You are the spackle that fills the cracks between me and Seth. Cool. Great, I'm spackle. <laughs> <laughs> um... Does yeah. He, what, what happened? Okay. Just say, yeah. Yeah. Two questions follow. I have created a mixtape featuring samples of Seth's deep voice, to which I pleasure myself twice daily. Who is this guy? <laughs> it's Francois. <laughs> is the usage of Seth's voice on my personal cassette a violation of U.S. copyright law? And if so, how can I remedy this? No, I don't think I, this podcast is not copyrighted. It's free to free to distribute. It's on archive.org. That's part of the stipulation of putting it up there. So can't copyright it. You can pleasure yourself all you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now a video game question. What are some good underappreciated Wii games that many not not many people know about? My choice my choices are Castle Shikigami three, Boomblocks Bash Party, and Go Vacation. That not a lot of people know about. I'm not in front of my Wii game, so that's a little bit harder. Like, all the lesser-known Wii games that I own, I haven't actually played, so I don't even know if they're good or not. <laughs> they're, <laughs> I, I, like, I heard they were off. good, so I was like, yeah, I'll buy these, but and then I never got around to playing them, so I don't know. Nah, I hear that. Um, I like Cursed Mountain. Uh, Deep Silver published that. I think that might have been the only thing, the Wii game that they did, like, nah, now we're just going to do, like, Dead Island and shit. Um... Curse Mountain is like uh, is like a survival horror game. There's not a lot of combat, and to be honest, there are some motion controls that are kind of wonky. But it does some really cool things, and it has a really cool like Tibetan mountain atmosphere. Like it's 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 unique in that regard, I think. And it does some cool things where like when strange shit's gonna happen, like the color drains from the screen. So um, that's pretty cool, and it's cheap. You can get like the collector's edition, which comes in a steelbook for like nothing. It's like ten dollars. So that's one I would recommend. Import Fatal Frame 4 and play it in English. Patch it, yeah. That game's scary. Somebody beat that and tell me, like, what happens, because I can't play that game. <laughs> Fatal Frame games are scary. I really want to get back into playing those. I started up one, and I'm like, nope. I heard they made the second one less scary because they did, like, some, I don't know, uh, surveys or something and found that most people who played the first didn't beat it because the first one was so scary. That, that that makes a lot of sense to me. It is scary. 
But I like it. I like the scare. I don't know. It's weird because, like, it, it makes it hard for me to play. It makes it really tense. I have to play in short bursts, and especially if someone's around, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but the reason I thought of 4 was because you're talking about, like, the screen effects in, in Curse Mountain. And they do that a lot in um, in Fatal Frame 4. Like, maybe the screen will start getting all staticky or, like, the colors will be all off or the sound will start going weird and, like, almost like it's glitchy. But it's – I don't know. Game's it's, scary, though. And it's really cool because it's, like – it almost gives you, like – you think it would make it less scary because it's like, hey, heads up, strange shit's happening. But it makes it even worse because you're like, oh, shit. And you don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's way worse because you have to, you have to like, go through this area and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you have any suggestions, Chris? You know, I, I don't know how lesser known it is being that it's a first-party game, but I really loved Excitebots. Um, that sold you know. like crap. So maybe <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's why I mentioned that it sold fuck all, but. You know, I loved Excite Truck at launch, and then Excite Bots. You know, just kind of took it to the next level, and I, I loved that game. I thought that game was going to be stupid. I watched it. I'm like, what is this bowling shit? Why is he spinning around on a pole? What is this frog? <laughs> Why is there a clown throwing pies? I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is like this it, is it like... looks ridiculous. But I mean, the you know the, the the sense of speed and the you know the fun of the racing is exactly the same as it was in Excite Truck. So yep. it's <laughs> a shame that that game did not sell because no, I would love even to see another one. Europe. Yeah, it's it's the stupidest fucking game, but it's so damn fun. It is. It is a blast. And it does some cool stuff. Like you could spectate online. Like if you want to race, like nah, man, I suck at this. You could spectate and bet those stars that you earn online on races. Can I you? thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> it is cool. Were, like, I'd rather just play were, the fucking game. That's me though. They, they, they have poker races in this game. Like you race, oh, and, yeah. like you drive <laughs> yeah. over cards, and like you try to. Get twenty one or something. Was it poker? Yeah, you gotta collect cards as you race. Oh. Yeah, there's it's there's some crazy. It's like somebody who had extreme ADD made a racing game. Yeah. Now I want to play this. I said I, I said that once. I think I think I said that in my review for it, and someone like chewed me out. Like, oh, ADD is a serious illness, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, sorry. You, you know, I'm like, to... and if anyone listens to this podcast, they know that obviously my intent is never to offend anyone. Like. I hate using the term political correctness because, like, what I call – what other people call political correctness, I call, like, respecting the fact that other people exist other than you. Yeah, it's called common decency. Right? So, like, my intent is never to insult anyone, but it's it's hard to deny that ExciteBots is a fucking spastic-ass game. Craig, don't use spastic. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Way to use the Lord's name in vain, Seth. Come on. God. <laughs> Shit! I just did it. Oh, dude, what what is going on? What is wrong with us today? You know what? You know what I read somewhere as a tangent that saying like "God damn it" isn't actually like using the word the Lord's name in vain. Like that's not what that means. It's it, it rather using the Lord's name in vain is like is like invoking the Lord, like saying I am doing this in the name of the Lord, but you're really being so, you're really an asshole and you're doing it selfishly. Kind of kind of like Catholic priests who like molest kids. Like that would be like using the Lord in vain, not. God damn it! Or saying just Jesus. I, I had read that that's really what that means, hmm. which is really worse. I mean, what's worse, saying just Jesus or like diddling kids? You know, uh, take your pick. That's a toss. That's a tough call. Yeah, <sighs> you guys. <laughs> uh, now we have Zavin. Zavin says, hello, belt wearers. And says, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, well, I mean, Chris is quail, man, so that's obvious, but. Um, number one, have you watched Doctor Who? Yes. My last, actually, my last game room tour opened with me 
unlocking the door with my sonic screwdriver. And actually, my coffee mug right next to me is a TARDIS. It's a square coffee mug. I drink out of a square coffee mug. So not Doctor what? Doctor Who? Doctor how? I don't know. I'm not watching this. I, I No, I don't watch Doctor Who. Well, number two, if so, why? if no, why not? Because Craig watches it. <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of TV. Uh, a lot of the stuff I watch, I watch with my wife, and she doesn't have any interest in Doctor Who, so I just haven't had the time to commit to a long show like that without, um, I see you know, where's the pain without making my wife feel like I'm ignoring her. So, doesn't like the series go back to the '80s? Wouldn't I have to like catch up on 20 years of yeah, Doctor Who like, or something? There was, a, there was a, or something. Yeah, no, it's really old, but there was a very recent reboot, and that's what most people are referring to. I see. And it's no, it's good. Like the first season is like garbage because it's like it's very clearly like first of all, I don't understand the BBC. Like they have like one like camera from like the eighties that they always use and like three actors. Like everyone's in the same fucking show. Um and everything looks like crap. And the special effects are terrible in the first season. It's really hard to sit through the first season. Um I think anyway. But then it gets really better. I think David Tennant was an awesome doctor. And the show just keeps getting better and more complex. It's still very weird. Like, the... I don't know if it's a British sensibility, but, like, their brand of sci-fi is very different than if you were, say, watching, like, The X-Files or Fringe or something like that, like, over here. It's quite different. Sometimes it's even just straight-up silly. But some of it's, like, really good. Like, it, it really creative and really, really well done. It's a show worth watching, I think. And as Zavin points out here, it is on Netflix. That's where I watched it. So, um... I do recommend it. How would you compare it to The Mighty Boosh? I've never seen that. <laughs> All right. That's it's just a weird-ass British show. Yeah, so. no, I've heard of it, I, I'm, but I've never seen it. I don't really know what it's about. Um, and then he follows this up with, it with, what is your favorite animal? I want to say a cheetah, so I'm going to say okapi. <laughs> <laughs> a capybara. Capybara. That's a good one. They look like giant hamsters, man. I saw one at the Ueno Zoo in Tokyo. I'm like, damn, that's a big hamster. (laughs) Oh, we got some over here at our zoo. Well, I I haven't seen them. I have, like, the Roger Williams Zoo here, like, in Rhode Island, but... They look more like big old... Not even hamsters. They're like, I don't know. (laughs) Like a a prehistoric mammal of some kind. Right, yeah. Like, it hasn't evolved in years, right? (laughs) Yeah. I like sloths because they remind me of Seth. You know what I want? People love sloths. Look up the skeleton to a sloth. That is some horror movie shit. I saw a skeleton, like a sloth, I'm like yeah, it has to be like a real skeleton, just like a drawing or something. Just like this weird long neck with this tiny head and these giant claws. It's horrifying. It's a horrifying image. <laughs> I don't like sloths anymore. <laughs> it looks like a. You just put some like rotting meat on that. You got a Resident Evil monster right there. <laughs> right. Looks like a liquor or something. Yep. Uh, no, that's my favorite animal, liquor. <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, I like, you know, I love, I guess cats, but that's too, that's too lame. I love giraffes. I've always wanted to put, like, a saddle on a giraffe and ride it into work and just kind of scan my badge in to, like, the security guy. Yep, just ride on my giraffe, and it's, I got this sticker right on front. This is, I can park here. Are, are you jealous of my giraffe encounter, Craig? A little bit. But I've I've hung out with giraffes. We got giraffe. We do have those at the Roger Williams Park Zoo. <laughs> no capybaras though. It's too bad. 
they had sloths there too, and they had sloths that just had ropes connecting to the trees. The sloths could climb out of their pen and hang out in trees like over your head. But they won't climb I down because they remove the branches that go low, so the, the sloths won't come down. And they won't poop on you either because they have to come down to poop. So the sloths can just hang out in these trees over your head all you want, and they're not going to cause problems. It's really cool. I saw a wild sloth in Panama. Really? That's cool. Yep. That is cool. Was he acting all wild? He was I going they're crazy. crazy yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was like slowly crossing the road like as fast as he <laughs> possibly could, but it was just it's ridiculous. <laughs> Sloths. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's all the input we have this episode again. TVList.net, and you hit up the mailbag. Um, let's talk about some games we've been playing. Chris has been gone for two weeks. Chris, what have you been playing? I have been playing. Uh, I got to Mario Land One in for the Game Boy for the, the Game Boy, not the Game Boy Color, um, which I've played before, obviously. Um, and I, th- I don't think it's a secret that I'm not a huge fan of that game. Um, you know, it took me like you know half hour to go through it yesterday or whatever. Um, still not a huge fan of the gameplay, but I, I do wish that they would do more weird stuff like this in Mario games. It's so weird, like, Mario's in a submarine, watch out, kids! Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, oh, Easter Island heads in the background for some reason. Weird <laughs> bugs, like, what is going on in this game? I know, I know. Um, I, I started playing Mario Land 2 also, which I, I do like more. I think the, you know, the gameplay and the physics and stuff are improved in that. But it's still fucking weird in that game, too. So, I, you know, I, I think it's a shame that in a lot of, you know more recent Mario games, we just see, you know, a lot of the bosses are just like, oh, there's a giant Goomba or, you know, whatever. You know, a lot, not a lot of fresh stuff that we see in That's a games. good point. Yeah, they really just don't, they're not really injecting that kind of, that kind of, I don't know, surrealness. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because Mario games are so popular and they want them to continue to sell well, but... Yeah, maybe be a little safe. That's a good point. You know, I... Who, I, was, I, who was in charge of those games? It was somebody else. Somebody, was yeah. Miyamoto, though. No... I forget who was in charge of that. I'm looking. Mario. Director Satoru Okada. And produced by Gunpei Yokoi. So. Yeah, I know Yokoi was involved. Yeah, he was very heavily involved with the Game Boy, obviously. But Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm still not a huge fan of the first Mario Land, but, you know, I love the surrealness and the style and, you know, the enemies and the worlds. and So I, I, I wish it was more fun to play, but it's definitely awesome to, you know, look at. You're going to use fireballs. Don't you use, like, bounty balls? Yeah, like super balls or something. <laughs> It's like what? And then in the you know in Mario Land two, you don't have like a tail. You have the the bunny ears. Bunny ears. <laughs> so weird. Is there like a Lego level in that game? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's like there's like a Halloween world, and there's yep. there's a tree where you can like stick to the sap and stuff. It's so weird. Do you um, know what? I I really like the the plastic trays that come in those old Game Boy boxes. Instead I didn't actually cartridges. have any of those until I got this this Mario Land game. Yeah, um, yeah I think I, I have, have, have box boy games, and th- those are cool. You need to get more of these. It's to keep track of that it's when you're trying to buy on eBay. Like, we're having this discussion on Twitter about, like, N64 boxes in particular, because those the early ones had cardboard trays. The later ones had, like, built-in cardboard, like, holsters. Yeah, they're, like, glued in or something. And it's just, like, what is supposed to come with this? I don't, I don't know. It's kind mm-hmm. of a pain. Yeah. Um, other than that, I also started playing this week Jet Force Gemini for the N64, which I, ha- I, I have owned since around the time it came out, but I haven't played it in at least a decade. I mean, I haven't played my N64 much at all, but that game has been a long time since I played it. Um, I, I still really like it. You know, it's, it's a somewhat arcadey third-person shooter. You're traveling between different planets. 
Um, as you go through each room, you basically have to kill all the enemies to progress, and there are these teddy bear tribal guys that you have to have to rescue. Um, I think you have to get all of them to beat the game, which you have to get a little frustrating if you don't know that ahead of time. Yep. Um, you know, being that the game's been out for so long, I know to, to look for them and to go back and get them if I miss them, but I, I, I could totally see how that would be really frustrating if you didn't know that. Um, a lot of them are on paths that you can't even access when you first, like, play through the levels anyway. You get, like, different powers, like jetpacks or whatever, yeah. and then you could... Yeah. And it's not always easy to keep track of that stuff, neither. Right. Um, and it's annoying, too, that you have to collect them all, you know, on your, your trip through. If you've collected them before, it doesn't matter. I think you had, you know, you have, if there's ten, you have to get all ten on that, that, tra- that trip through the room. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, I believe that is the case, yeah. So Pretty sure he's you right, You can't yeah. five of them and then come back and get the... That's... No, you have to get all ten. Yeah, it's been a while since I played... And I never got all the trouble at Tribal, so I never finished the game, actually. I, I had never finished the game before, either, and that's that's kind of what made me want to go back to it. Um, But, I, you know, I like it a lot, but I, I would love to see, like, a, an HD update of this or a remake or something like that. Because the controls are... I don't want to say broken, but they're... There's, I don't know if they've come a long way since then, or... They, they're just, they don't feel right. I um, played that game to absolute death. That is probably one of my favorite N64 games. Um, I, per, I, prefer, I, I prefer to use the, I think you hold down R, and then you can move with the C buttons, and then you could aim and shoot with the control stick. Yeah. I like play most of the game like that. Only when I need to like jump and stuff do I let go of R and actually move around with the analog stick. But I actually like that. that it basically is like two control schemes that you can switch between on the fly by just holding down the R button. It is nice that you can just switch to that because, like, in the the, I just got to the like this uh, space station or spaceship or something, and there's an area where you're like up on these rafters, and if I hold R, then I can use this this C buttons to move, and then you have digital control, so you make sure mm-hmm. you're not gonna you know accidentally walk off the edge or something. Um, so it's nice to be able to switch between those, but I I would love to see you know a version that had you know camera controls and stuff. I, I feel like it could definitely be improved, yep. and plus the frame rate because like many rare games of the time, it's it's choppy at times. Uh, hello, hello, can you not hear me? Hello, <laughs> fantastic. Can you not hear me? <laughs> Said broken. <laughs> um, Chris, you still there? Yeah, can you not hear me? I can hear you. Oh. And then it's doing some. It, like, just dropped Seth. I don't know if he's online anymore. So have you been playing anything else? Uh, I played a little bit of Kirby's Adventure, but I'm not sure how much I have to say about that. I'm not really a big fan of this game. It, there's not a lot to say about it. I mean, it, there's not a lot to say about a lot of Kirby games up until much later. Like, they're just basically, like, walk forward and eat things. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a very early Kirby game. You know, it's... Was this the second one after after Kirby's Dreamland? Yeah, Kirby's Dreamland was first. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually didn't play this until it came out on the Wii, um, and I, I never finished it. And now I'm playing it because it came out for the you know the thirty cent thing. Um, you know, I like you said, I, I really don't know what there's to say about it. You know, it's it's very simple. It's very you know, you just go to the left, eat the enemy. You know, it's it's okay, but. I definitely want to play some some later games in the Kirby series because I, I never played much of Kirby at all until Did you know, you get like the- Epic Yarn came out and I have, I have not played the the Wii collection either unfortunately. Oh, okay. Do you have it? 
No, I, I I have seen it still in stores, so I do want oh, okay. to pick that up. Because I forget what one is. It's one of the Super Nintendo ones. Really, really good. Really, mm-hmm. really good. They're I know people talk a lot about, I think it's Superstar. People really like. There's Superstar, and then, well, there's, um, I think it's Dreamland 3, if I'm not mistaken. Is that good? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard a lot, a lot of people say much about that. I, do, I, I like figured it. that would be the one that would be good, because, I mean, it's, you know, the main numbered series, but I, I don't hear a lot of people say a lot about that, so. Yeah. Would be interested to check that out. I like it. But yeah, that's about it for me. I, I've been trying to get into Jet Force Gemini and put most of my time into that. So I saw on the title screen you already had all the upgrades and stuff. So I mean, is it just a matter? I mean, because you post that picture on the Facebook page. And yeah, well, um, I, I started a new file, so the title screen might be based on the original file I had that's oh, okay. still on. Yeah, because I thought that was interesting. Jet Force Gemini, when you upgrade your characters and you get all the new outfits and stuff like that, actually reflects on the title screen. Yeah, that is really cool. That's not something you see a lot. So. Yeah. So. Cool. So you are starting, like, fresh. Yeah, I started fresh. I'm, I'm maybe two or three hours in right now. Um, I just got past where you rescued Vila from the uh, the space station. All right. Um, I'm trying to call Seth back. I don't, know if this, I don't know what happened. I think he just, I think his Skype just tanked. Yeah, I heard him say hello. He's like, hello, hello. So I'm like, what's going on? Is this thing on? So... <laughs> And, and it's not, he's not, it's not adding him. So I, I will talk and then we'll see if we can add him back. So, um, Seth and I played a bunch of Kid Icarus Uprising. We were supposed to play with our friends Zach and Marissa, but they both didn't show up. So we're just, we're playing with each other. We actually, actually, no, what we were playing first was Tetris Axis. I don't know why we decided to play Tetris Axis. <laughs> we both have retail copies, but it's on the eShop now for 10 bucks. Yeah, I picked it up on the, you know, when it came to the eShop for cheap. So yeah. if you guys ever play again, I'll play with you. Yeah, no, no, definitely, because the multiplayer, first we're playing like, yeah, this is Tetris. And then Seth says his internet died, so I don't know if he's coming back. Um... Then we found out you can use, there's items, you're, you get items, you can use items. And um, so we started, we started using the items and we're having what a blast. Kind of items are in Tetris? I do, some of them, like, Seth is saying he's trying to fix it here. Um, well, one of them, like, you shoot, like, rockets at, like, your enemy, like, they're, they're, um, like, well. So it starts punching holes into what they've built up, the fuck them oh. over. It, um... It does some pretty neat things. There's another one. This one's really overpowered because I didn't catch it. Seth caught on to this. But there's one that swaps wells. So what Seth did was Shit. he purposely piled his, his well <laughs> So you up fuck yourself over and then trade it to the other. And then trade it. And I was down. I was, I was like cleaning lines out like crazy. I'm way down to the bottom. He just flipped it, sent it over, and I died. That was it. That I'm ridiculous. like, this is overpowered as fuck. <laughs> That sounds really interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, everybody's played Tetris. Everybody knows about Tetris. But, you know, adding these new wrinkles definitely sounds really cool. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty fun. I mean, it's, with that kind of power, I mean, that's, the game's going to end. Yeah, that sounds game. a little broken. With but. one-on-one, it's it's pretty much over at that point. But, the, no, you can you can play more players. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely have to give it a shot. Uh, and then we transitioned to kid. We were trying to we were play Resident Evil Revelations. This guy doesn't even have raid mode unlocked, so we couldn't do that. Um, so I we went to Kid Icarus Uprising, and that's where we were joined by one of our listeners, Noah, and our friend, Hugh. And we played a bunch of that, had a blast. I mean, it just, it just cements, you know, how much I love that game. Like, it, it, I really feel, like, validated. Like, that's, like, the best game on the 3DS. It just has everything. I love it. Um, I also played, uh, I picked up Roller Coaster Tycoon 3D. Been wanting to pick I'm a huge fan of the series on PC. It's one of the few like PC series where you know I can say like yes, I absolutely love this. It's fantastic. I spent hours playing it, and I was really excited to hear this coming to the 3DS. It got delayed because like, I don't know. I think um, 
Atari's like retail distribution channels have gone to shit or something, and they just they like their retail games just keep getting delayed or whatever. Yeah, I do remember you saying this was coming out, and then I feel like it, it got in delayed indefinitely. I didn't realize it ever did come out. Right. I mean, the same thing happened with that core gang platformer on the Wii that mm-hmm. Seth and I were like looking forward to. That was Atari published as well. Uh, so yeah, that sucked. I'm calling Seth. Seth told me to call him back, and uh, nothing's happening. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I picked it up. It got, like, really lousy reviews. And so I didn't go in with high hopes. It was, like, $16 on Amazon. And uh, first of all, the UI is a mess. I tried playing Sandbox straight away because that's what I – I'm not – I don't care about the missions. Uh, and I couldn't make heads or tails of the UI. And um, so I, ha- I had to play the missions, which start out, like, in this tutorial – like. The, the first missions are, like, tutorials, so I'm like, okay, I guess I get it. Um, there there are some other problems with the game. You can't zoom out very far, and even when you can zoom out, like, it starts, like, dropping, like, objects. So you can't, hmm. you can't see certain things until you zoom in. That's not that big of a deal. As long as you know the engine is doing that, you kind of zoom in and go, okay, yep, that's there. It's not a big deal. Kind of a pain, though. Um, using the touch screen to, like, draw paths and stuff... Not a good idea. Um, you can use buttons. You don't have to use a touchscreen, but uh, I don't. I, you think the touchscreen would be perfect? It's not. Yeah, it's, I would think so. It's it's imperfect, especially like handling like corners. Like that just doesn't know what the hell you're doing. Um, you can't adjust the prices of individual rides or like products like in your booths, which is like I mean, the whole game is based on like you know an economy like really like you want to make money you want to please your customers so like toggling like prices and stuff is a big part of the core game uh, core game and i understand like a lot of people complain about games are too easy they're too simple honestly i i think games striving towards simplicity are best that's that's um that that's my opinion but this is like now you're now you're sort of neutering the game you're not just making it simple like you're really cutting off like bits of it mm-hmm. that are important to it um you get used to it because, I mean, there's still other factors to balance, uh, like hiring employees and, you know, making sure the sorts of rides that your peeps, as they're called, you know, are in the park and stuff. There's still things to juggle, but that really does remove a, an important element, I think, and that's unfortunate. And, um, uh, yeah, that, I, I guess that's that's really – is that really about it? Yeah, that's really about it. That's hmm. Otherwise, it's Roller Coaster Tycoon, and it's sort of okay, but it's really confusing, and it's missing parts that make the game – well, you know, good. Um, so I really don't recommend it. Like, you'd have to be, like, a hardcore fan like I am, but even then, eh. Well, if you're a hardcore fan and you're finding it confusing, I mean, I don't know who you're going to recommend it to, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and Seth just said, just say I'm playing Harmony of Dissonance and just Belmont runs like Kramer. <laughs> so that's that's what he's been playing. How does Kramer run? He's got that weird stagger thing where he just kind of like into a room. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and finally, I played this game on Vita. I actually played it a little while ago, but I never got a chance to talk about it on the podcast. It's called Haunt the House. It's a it's a PlayStation Mobile game, and it's like three. It's around three dollars or less. I mean, it really wasn't very expensive, but um, it has this kind of like you're a ghost, and there are three maps it's it's all 2d and there are three maps and the idea is to scare there's 10 people on every map is to scare everyone out of these maps so scare everyone out of this hospital or off this boat or whatever and you do it by possessing objects and making them move around and stuff so it's a little bit like geist in a way that uh end space first person shooter on the gamecube and the more like horror level there is in the house like the more actions you have access to 
in these objects to scare people as they walk by, and you want to you want to get them out. And um, it's actually considerably simple. Like, there's really not a lot of strategy to scaring people. They kind of walk by, and then you perform an action, and then you scare them, and then you unpossess it and possess something else that's in their path and scare them again, and just continuously do that to get people out of these places. Um, but the art style is fantastic, and the music is really, really good, too. It's like actually orchestrated music. Um, you know, it's a really unique novel game. It's only a couple bucks. It's not going to last very long. It ranks you on how fast you took or whatever, but it's not really necessary. Um, it does have a little bit more depth. I wish that the game expanded on this more, but certain there are certain people that you can scare um, that require a bit more strategy than just, like, rattling an object. Um, you, you actually have to solve, like, a, a very small puzzle. Uh, again, like Geist. And I kind of wish that the game embraced that more so it just wasn't a bunch of button mashing and scaring people. Um, and then certain people in each level, like, you can actually kill. They die. And then you get access to their ghosts. <laughs> you, can, you can use them. And, and I don't think it does anything. It just changes the look of your ghost, uh, which is kind of neat. But um, And it had almost like a sort of heartwarming kind of ending. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was really, really nice. Like I said, it's a bit simple. I wish it was a little more... It embraced its more complex aspects uh, a little better. But, uh, you know, for the few dollars I paid, it was a really fun experience. I definitely recommend it if you're looking for, for something to play on your Vita. Um, it was really fun. Cool. Maybe I'll check that out. I haven't played my Vita since Guacamelee, so... <laughs> yeah, no, Haunt the House, a couple of bucks. Uh, again, it's on PlayStation Mobile. you have to search that up on the on the store, but... No, I liked it. Um, cool. And I played a bunch of Game Boy Color games, but uh, we are running out of time, and uh, maybe I'll talk about those next week, so... Um, do you have anything you'd like to add? Nope, not even a fart noise. How about you, Seth? Oh, you're not here. Fuck off. So, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. Who's the spackle now, Seth? (laughs) Thank everyone for listening. (laughs) And until next time, you guys, take it easy.